episodes of television. I'm your host, Donald. If you have not heard the previous uh, release, I guess, on the podcast, um, I covered Keenan and Kel's Two Heads Are Better Than None. Um, so it was a little bit of like a Halloween special themed episode. Um, but on that podcast, I said that due to some unforeseen circumstances, I may not be able to put the podcast out like I normally do. So there may be longer waits between episodes. I'm still trying to get one episode out a month. I have no idea how long this will go on. It's just something I'm having to deal with right now. And I thank everybody for your patience. I don't remember if I said this on the last Still Game release podcast. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. The last podcast where I covered Still Game episodes. This one is going to wrap up Season 3. And I'm recording this and the next one, the start of Season 4, at the same time. And I did not realize that this particular season finale got here this quick. Like, I I was like, wait a minute, we're already here? It's going to be interesting for one of our characters in the next couple of episodes. I'm covering the episodes Oot and Off today. In Oot, we have a character much like other lesser-known characters in the series. We, the audience, don't know them. But the characters do. So I, I think that's a really interesting take on how they did the series because they say, here's this person. Here's a little bit of backstory, and they're in the episode, and then boof, gone. Never to be seen again unless you watch reruns. I like that aspect to the show, but sometimes it can be annoying. But this one, we actually get the characters back, well, semi-backstory from him. And I think that's really cool. I'm trying to jump the gun and go into season four right now. I just watched the season four episodes that I'll be covering. Everything I was about to say is for season four, episode one and two. I'm going to go off on a fucking tangent because I always cut this out just to spare the listeners. When I record, I've said this multiple times, it's just me, a microphone, my notes. That's it. Every time I go to record, I have to deal with all kinds of traffic by my house. It's like 
I turn my mic on and everybody in my fucking city has to drive right by my house with the loudest engines. It is the worst. I literally just heard the same engine sound like on a, like on a smaller motorcycle rev up a lot three times and I've just had uh, my second or third car drive by. And it makes editing a nightmare. Because no matter what I do, every little tiny thing gets picked up by this microphone. I do not have soundproofed walls. I don't have any of that. I'm not in a studio. I'm in my bedroom. Enough, enough of that little tangent. I really toned it down. I really did. I toned it down because I'm also recording while people are sleeping. So I'm having to balance being semi-quiet for other people while dealing with loud noises outside. And it is fucking annoying as hell. Enough of that. I just want to remind everybody that if you want to reach out and talk about the shows or say hi or anything, uh, give an email out at the end of the show. And there's a Discord. Um, No one's on it. I'm just going to be straight. No one's on it. No one's probably going to join it, so I'm probably going to delete it. I started the Discord as a way to um, have conversation between myself and the listeners and listeners and other listeners, but no one has joined or anything, so I'm probably going to get rid of it. I don't know. I I haven't made a final decision on that yet. All right, I think that's going to about take care of that part. And I think we're going to get started with Season three's episode, Oot. Winston is shopping for a new TV. And he sees one he really likes. It's a, I think he said it's a 37-inch plasma screen. He was he was looking at some kind of 37-inch plasma TV, and he really liked it. It was 2,700 pounds. Didn't really have that, so he looks at another one. 599 pounds. He was looking to spend about 80 pounds. So the salesman gets pissed off and tells him to go to the doctor and get a thicker pair of specs. 
Jack and Victor coming to the Klansmen. And we are immediately hit with Bobby's banter. Here we go, Birkin Hare. Shut your hole, Bobby. If we were a Birkin Hare, we wouldn't be robbing your grave. We'd be pissing in it. Pine a lager, you prick. Two pies and all. I guess Jack and Victor um, had just went to a funeral for someone named Billy Ferguson who had a heart attack and a bad fall. And he was laying dead by his back door for eight days before a dog came up and ate his balls, then his face. And while they're having this conversation, uh, Bobby says to Jack and Victor that, oh, you didn't have any food at that funeral service? Isn't that the only reason you guys go to those things? I was like, really? They People eat at funeral services? That might be a custom in Scotland. I'm not sure. All the funerals I've been to have never had food. Victor lets Eric know about a new opening near them. And then Winston comes in and he's talking about TVs. And he's talking about building one because he can't afford to buy one. And, and he says, well, you know, they, they've got those valves in them. And Victor says, TVs don't have valves anymore. They got things and electronicals. And... Jack pipes up and he says, in the, um, um, the, the, the white light, the big light. <laughs> uh, what was it Winston said? He says, I wonder you, it's a wonder you two haven't been headhunted for Hitachi. Bobby gets on his cell phone, calls the pub, and he has Victor answer it. Victor acts like he's talking to someone. And he says, John, Christ, I thought you were dead. Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah, I'll tell him. Cheery, bye. Victor looks at Winston and he says, That was John Logie Baird. He called to tell you you're an asshole. At Winston's apartment the next day, he has a delivery. And Chris the Posty asks what it is, and he says, That is a telly in an envelope. And the Posty gives him some crap, and he says, Archie Taylor's coming out. And after Winston's like, Archie, Archie Taylor? And Chris the Posty says, Well, hey, I've got a van. We can drive up there. And he goes, you don't have a van? He goes, yeah, I do. It's in this envelope. And the two leave the apartment. And word is spreading fast. Bobby shuts the Klansman. And he had one of the guys with him. 
Jack and Victor show up and they're like, hey, we can't, we're coming in for a pint. Oh, it's closed. Archie's coming out. Archie? Archie's coming out? So the four men walk down the street and Isaac comes up. Oh, boys, you'll, you'll never guess. You'll never guess. Archie's coming out. How'd you know? And they do this thing where they hand. You know how when you when people do the peace sign, the hand faces out. Well, it's like the reverse of that. The back of the hand is showing. I don't know if that's like a way to flip people off. I I'd have to look into that. I really don't know. Uh, they get up there to the crowd outside this apartment, and the crowd is chanting, R-G, R-G, R-G. I guess, and this was said to, um... I can't remember if it was the postie telling Winston or if it was one of the guys telling Jack and Victor. They're moving Archie from his apartment to a new one because his building he lives in now is being torn down. He comes out and everyone uh, cheers him and they welcome him outside. And he instantly recognizes Jack and Victor. He goes, Victor, you used to have a head full of black hair. Ah, so did you. <laughs> and the, I, I'm going to love saying this, the reformed Neds, thanks to Big Ennis, I, I love that this sticks. They got him a Big Mac and fries from McDonald's. And he asks, is the Bay Horse still open? And Bobby pipes up. It's the Klansman now, mate. So as Jack and Victor show Archie around, we get a little bit of a montage. Uh, he wants to go into McDonald's for another Big Mac. And he's on a one of those like, moving sidewalk things, and he can't stand on it. He wants to go back into McDonald's again. They're in a car showroom playing with like the convertible top and everything before they're asked to leave he goes down a water slide they're looking at all these like big digital clocks and Archie wants to go back to McDonald's now I'm not this is just my hypothesis because he was shut in for so long and his first taste of fast food was a Big Mac and McDonald's. I kind of think he was like immediately like addicted to it. Because that's all he wanted to do was go to McDonald's, go to McDonald's, go to McDonald's. Winston tests his new TV with Eric, or with uh, Tom there. And he explains it as... The TV gives off what's called lumens. You harness, you harness the lumen, the lumens. I can't say that word. And then you put it through a magnifier, and it blows it up on this big sheet, kind of like 
a movie projector. So Winston built a box with a magnifying glass and put it in front of his TV. And when he turned it on, it's really itty bitty tiny. And the thing is, it looks incredibly fake for one. And two, I don't think it would work like that. I'm not 100% certain, but I don't think it would work like that. Jack and Victor go to Archie's new place, and they see if he wants to go out on the town with him again. And he says he's going to stay in. And Jack and Victor go back to... I'm thinking Jack's apartment because Jack's up in the kitchen getting stuff. Victor compares Archie to Tarzan. Tarzan was raised by the apes. They brought him back to the city. He didn't like it, so he went back to the jungle. Well, Archie was a hermit. They brought him out to the city. Now he's going back into his apartment. They think he's going to shut himself off again. Victor and Jack, they say, well, so much has happened. We can't tell them everything that happened. We don't, we don't have, you know, all these newspapers and magazine articles and so on, so on. Victor's like, no, we have something better. And they take eyes over there and they say, Archie, she wants to have a word with you. And she fills him in on everything from 1966 to the previous day. That's a lot of talking for Isa. I bet she was happy she got to. But what I wanted to bring up was they had went to the Klansman and Archie I keep wanting to call him Eric for some reason. Archie says, what's that? Meaning the microwave. And Bobby gets a pie, puts it on a plate, and says, fill this. Archie touches it. It's a cold pie. He throws it in the microwave for a couple minutes. Well, realistically, you would heat it up for a few minutes. But the scene, it's, it's a few seconds. He takes it out, takes it over to Archie. Okay, now feel it. Still cold. Now, besides being hilarious, well, I think it's a hilarious little scene. I had to look this up. Microwaves are, were first sold in the mid-50s. He had no idea of, like, the outside world from 1966 onward. Now, we'll come up to this in just a couple of minutes. We get his backstory on how he became a hermit, but we have no idea of time frame. But I'm sure somewhere between the mid-50s 
1966, and present day, which is in the 2000s, he would have learned what a microwave is. I'm just pointing that out. Winston tells Naveed about his TV and invites him over. And Naveed says, you can put me in with your doubting Thomases. I've never heard that phrase. But Winston says he spent 10 quid to build this like TV projection system thing. And Naveed's like, nope. Automatically, nope, not going to work. And we go to the Klansman, and Bobby says, How, how'd you become a hermit? Victor gets pissed off. He's like, yeah, yeah, you can't ask a man that. And Archie reassures him, hey, it's okay. So, during the war, I'm assuming World War II, he was evacuated to a farm. His father was killed in Belgium, and his mother died shortly thereafter of TB, tuberculosis. He grew up on the farm with the couple there. Then they had died, and the bank took the property. So he came back to Craiglang, and he said everything was jumping, there was music, there were cities, cars everywhere. But it got to be a little much. And so he was in his apartment. And, you know, going out when he needed to. And a very sheltered life. And then he got pneumonia and a caseworker got involved. Or a social worker, I mean. And from then, he stayed inside. One year, a mouse had came in, and it it was a nice mouse. He'd run up his arm, and he'd talk to it, act like it was talking back, and he'd leave out a little bit of scraps for him, you know, kind of, you know, I forget how he words it. But basically feed the mouse and like a pet. He'd say every day he came as clockwork. And one day he went to get a bowl of cornflakes and he was pouring it into the bowl. And he says that the mouse had been going every day like clockwork. There are wee shit balls in the cornflakes. So he set a trap and killed it. And I love this part of the scene. Because everyone got to laugh at, you know, the mouse shitting in the cornflakes. And after he said that, he set a trap and snapped its neck. Uh, Jack's sitting next to him and he goes to take a drink and he goes, I still cannot look at a cornflake. <laughs> Jack, Victor, and Archie join Winston, Tom, Eric, and Naveed at Winston's apartment. And Winston gives Archie... Winston gives Archie 
a couple drinks of malt and then in the two toast to RGB and out and about. In the front room, they're having a conversation about the movie they're going to watch, The Towering Inferno. And I think it was Victor who said, isn't Fred Astaire in that? And Jack says, no. He goes, no, I think he is. Oh, yeah, he's just going to pop up now and start singing, hold on the new, the building's on fire. And Naveed brings up the, I guess, TV guide, movie guide, whatever. And shows it. And Fred is, oh, yeah, bastard. Winston turns TV on, and they're amazed that, oh, you got this little TV. You blew it up. It's, it's big on the wall. Look at the size of the picture. You, oh, you look at these flames on the building. And one one guy says, oh, you can even smell it, too. And Navi turns and he says, oh, that's because Winston's curtains are on fire. Then the guys all stand up, and they're throwing beer and orange juice and whatever they're drinking on on the curtains like it's going to do anything. It's It's like when you get your hand wet and you fling the water off your fingers. It's like doing that to a bonfire. Ain't going to do nothing. Jack, Victor, and Archie get back to Archie's place and come to find out he has been robbed. And, I mean, his door is missing, like, a solid chunk of the door where the lock and where the lock is. They get inside, and the place has been turned upside down, and thankfully, the robbers did not get his money stash that he had hidden in his couch, which was flipped over. Which I didn't quite understand that. I've never I've never heard of robbers flipping a couch over. Uh maybe I've lived a very sheltered life. I don't know. I've never heard of that. Victor, Jack, and Winston are in Winston's flat and they're they're painting the walls. And we come to find out it's been two weeks since the robbery incident. No one's heard from Archie. Uh, the guys are getting worried about him, so they go check on him. Uh, when he comes to the door, he and he talks to them all. I'm staying in. I'm not coming out. Uh, this is the life I know. It's the life I'm going to live. And Jack and Victor are still worried about him, and he shows them in. He's got brand new furniture. Uh, the place looks brand new. And he's even got a little mouse pet. And when they go in, Jack puts his hat on a side table. And they go in and talk. And they leave. And when Archie shuts the door, he has multiple locks. And as they go to leave, like turn away from the door... Jack says, oh, I forgot my hat in there. We'll buy you a new one. <laughs> There's a delivery for Winston. 
And Chris Taposti has this really heavy package. And he has him put it put it on the couch and he opens it up and gets a letter out. It's a gift from Archie. And after he reads the letter, he rips open the package and there is a brand new television in the envelope. So he looks at, at Chris Taposti and goes, oh look, a telly in an envelope. So that comes full circle. We have some quick credits. And Jack and Victor want to visit Archie. You don't have to leave. You'd still be a hermit. We just want to come in and watch TV with you. Well, you don't hear anything from Archie. And the two guys, they, they give up. They walk away from the door. And Archie drops Jack's hat through the mail slot. And that is the end of Oot. This episode is called Off, and this is the season three finale. Winston gets home, takes his shoe off, his shoe and sock off, because his 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 leg, his foot is bothering him, and he immediately notices that something is not right. That being said, we never see this. It's all reaction, is what we see. Victor's on the phone with his son, John, and he claims to be really sick. He's faking the whole thing, and Jack does not approve. And the thing about Victor and John, his son's his son name is John, the thing about their relationship is for some reason, it is so strained that John does not want to talk to Victor, like, ever. At the end of season two, Vic, uh, Jack was going to Canada to visit his daughter. Victor wanted to go see his son and his family. But his son was too busy to have him and could never make time for him. And Victor pulls this stunt and when we get later into the episode we find out why but it's never really explained it's just Victor calls him out on it but it's never explained like why this is and this is the only time we actually see John we'll see Fiona I know of one more time we'll see her. But I'm not sure if she comes back another time. But it would be so... I think it would be more beneficial to the audience if we knew this. Because we know, we know Jack and Fiona, they have a very loving, caring relationship as father and daughter. But we don't know what drove Victor and John apart. Was it the loss of... I think he's... I think Victor said his wife's name was Betty. Was it the loss of Betty? Uh, was there an incident between the two? Did he just... Did John just grow away from his family? That's where I was like... 
invested. I was like, I want to know why. I want to know what's going on. Okay. So back to the back to the episode. Um it's Scampy and Tarot Night at the Clansman. Becky had a reading and how was it? Oh, she she knows she knew exactly what was gonna happen and blah blah blah. And Isa's up next. And I'm gonna say this now, because I'll probably forget later. It was two pound fifty for the scampi and the tarot. Okay, it's a special thing they had going on at the Klansman. Winston comes in and we have some Bobby's banter with Winston. Oh dear. If it is any Long John Silver, if I was Long John Silver, you'd be the first to walk the plank, you wank. Which gets a little bit of applause from Eric and Tom. Winston shows Tom and Eric and Bobby his foot. And then the next day he sees a doctor about... Okay, hold on, my note's wrong. He shows his foot to Tom and Eric and Bobby, then he says he's seeing a doctor in the morning. Isaac comes out, she did not like her reading at all. Um, She was angry, she was upset, and the tarot reader sits down next to Winston and asks for a drink, and Bobby says, what'd you tell her? She's going to get knocked over by a motor next week. And Bobby's like, you can't be telling my customers that. She says, it's in the cards. If it's in the cards, it's what I tell them. And she says, is there anybody here with pain in a foot or a leg? And Winston Pace goes, give me my scampi. So the next day, he goes to see the doctor and the doctor is spraying air freshener because his foot is that bad. Um, he asked if Winston smoked. And he says, oh no, I stopped five years ago. How many did you say you smoked today? Oh, five, ten, eighty? I'm going to put this in perspective. That is eighty fags. Eighty cigarettes. That is four full packs a day. That is ridiculous. He gets referred to a doctor at the hospital. And Winston uh, is getting some extra money for his foot. Uh, It goes through like a social security system. They call it um, some kind of allowance. He... Sees Jack and Victor, and he shows them his foot, and he says it's because he smokes. So Jack takes this pipe and throws it in a dumpster. They get back to Victor's place, and he has a message from John. He has a message from John, and a call. I think John tried calling him again, and he plays sick. Gets Jack to go along with it. Yeah, I think it's this time he he actually hands the phone to Jack, and Jack's like, Jack doesn't want to go along with this. He wants to be straight up with John. But he lays it on like Victor is. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's getting alarm. He's getting around all right. He's he's kind of stuffed up. We see Isaac going to Naveed's and tells tells him about her reading. And Naveed thinks it's hilarious. And here's why. He said it's two pound fifty for the scampi in the reading, and he figured up math for the scampi, the he figures up the cost of scampi, how many people, the price of travel, all these numbers. And he says, okay. So in total, just for the reading, you paid 90 pence. Or someone to tell you you're going to get knocked over by a motor next week. She goes, yeah, that is kind of silly. And an older lady comes in. And she says something. And it was something the tarot reader had told her told this other lady that came true. So Isa's upset again. And Jack Jack goes to Victor's. He's got a bunch of carrots so he can avoid smoking his pipe. John calls again, says he's coming to see Victor in about half an hour. And they argue about who's to blame, and Jack has made a carrot pipe. And the part that would go in the mouth I don't know terminology for pipes. I've never smoked. He puts that in his mouth and then just starts nibbling the carrot down. <laughs> He's like, okay, I got an idea. I don't remember this scene. I have the eyes of finds 10, pa- 10 pounds. I think Isa's cleaning the store and she finds 10 pounds and she's she's still worried about the reading. Jack comes in, shops at Naveed's, and tells Naveed not to sell him tobacco, period, because he gave up the pipe. And so he comes in and he gets gets a few items. And then he turns around and says, Pack of tobacco. So Naveed turns around and grabs it. He goes, I just told you not to sell it to me. He goes, A sale's a sale. Now we finally meet John, a middle aged guy, bald, where it's like a like a light brown trench coat kind of thing. Victor plays sick in front of John. Uh, John comes in and goes, Johnson. And while they sit there and talk, Victor asks for a sandwich. He asks for tea. And he says, uh, Can you make me a sandwich? Uh, cheese, some onion, some pickle. Now, Myself, when I have a cheese sandwich, it is usually a grilled cheese. I've never put onion or pickle in it. That just sounds gross. I mean, when was the last time you've seen somebody go out and be like, I want a cheese, pickle, and onion sandwich? Winston goes in for... I have it right here. His extra attendance allowance. And she lifts off his file. Uh, he re- he re- requested extra attendance allowance because two men came in, tied him up, stole his cooker, and his fire, um, his oven, and his heater. 
and he was in a motorcycle accident and crapped his pants. So she doesn't believe him. And he's like, I have a doctor's note, as you requested. He goes, oh, I bet you do. So he puts his foot on her desk and says, okay, you want to get your tongue in those tootsies now? Get that off my desk. <laughs> Jack and Victor are out walking, and they're on their way to the Klansman for a pint. And Jack is telling him, come clean. Just be honest. And Victor says, well, he'll be up at the flat later. We can talk then. Because he's going to come by a little bit later and gives us time to go get a pint. And they just happen to run right into John. And so Victor goes back to acting sick. Jack, what's he doing out of the house? Yeah, what am I doing out of the house, Jack? I thought a pint in some company would do him good. No, he should be in the house. Yes, I should be in the house, Jack. Uh, John gets a phone call, then they all go down to the Klansman for a pint. Jack goes in, tells everyone to play along, and John and Victor come in. And John goes to the bathroom, and Victor has to buy around for everybody so they don't spill the beans to John. Victor's like, okay, gotta come up with something. And he decides he's gonna take a fall. So he falls out of his chair. There's nobody there. Like, why are you why are you acting for nobody? Get up. Bathroom door opens. He falls again. Not John. So he gets back in his chair and and Jack is like, oh, that, that's him, that's him, fall, fall, fall. And Victor falls for a third time. And John just stands there, grabs him by the coat, and picks him up. And Victor is still, like, acting like he's, like, twitching or something. And John's like, there's nothing wrong with you, is there? No. Give me your keys. How? Give me your keys. Now, in this instance, and this happens semi-often, in this instance, they're using the word how in the context of using the word what. If somebody says something to me and I'm like, what? That's when he's like, how? John takes the keys and he heads back to the apartment, the flat. Winston is at the hospital, and he tells the doc he wants the new straight. He goes, are they going to have to hack it off? Thinking he's being funny. Doctor says, yeah, we have to remove the leg. There's no circulation in your foot. You should have been here a lot sooner than when you came to us. Eyes is walking, and I think, I don't, I think she's walking home, maybe? Uh, she stops, and she's staring, looking both ways down the street. And she steps out onto the pavement, and this car comes around the corner, and she just stands there. Navi comes up and pulls her back onto the sidewalk. And he's like, what are you doing? You were just sitting there waiting for it. And she kind of gets her head about her. Then this little kid on a little, on a little car comes by and knocks her down. 
Victor catches up to John to talk to him. And he says, Um, I've been stupid. I'm not sick. And John says, Don't you think I have more going on in my life than to come down here for a prank? He goes, Did it ever occur to you I might be missing you? And that's when it, like, clicks with John. Like, wait, what? My dad misses me? What What the hell? And he tells him about him and Jack going to Canada. Oh, you didn't know that. He's like, you never phone. You never call. And that's when it starts sinking into John that he's to blame too. He doesn't call. He doesn't visit. He doesn't want to see Victor. But he's mad at Victor for giving him a reason to go out and see him. Because he wanted to see his son. Who we don't know the last time they had seen each other. That's never revealed. And the two patch things up. And John says, we'll come by this summer. We'll come with the whole family. We'll come for a visit. They'll be depressed. They're not going to go see Disney World. Are you fucking kidding me? I didn't really mention this. I didn't think it was a big point. But. Victor had said early in the episode that. They were going to go see. I think John's wife's family in a place called Runcor. I don't know where that is or if it's fictitious. And he says, it's right down the road. Uh, They live in South Africa. So yes, there is a little bit of travel involved there. But instead of going up to Scotland to see his dad, he's taking his family. I'm guessing a longer plane trip to fucking Disney World. Are you fucking serious? You can't put two and two together that, oh, hey, dad wants to come visit. Maybe we could go visit him. Like, this guy is that fucking dense. It's all about him. It's about his career. And he's given his family everything in the world they want. But he puts Victor on the fucking shelf. Oh, nope, nope, just ignore that. No, fuck him. Uh, Jack comes up to him right after they make up and they tell him about the plans they made up, blah, blah, blah. And we find out that Jack is back on the pipe. We have some quick credits and Jack and visit, go to visit Winston in the hospital and they leave so he can get some rest. And someone says, hey, Mr. Ingram, we got some company for you. And it's Isa. And she is wanting to talk to Winston like crazy. And he's just going, nurse, nurse, nurse. And that is the end of Off and the end of season three. On the next episodes of television, I'll be covering the episodes Kill Wooly and Wireless. 
You can find the podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. You can email me at epsoftv at gmail.com. There is a Discord. You can join it. Talk to me. Talk to other listeners if anyone ever fucking joins. Um, it, the link will be in the episode description. I don't know if it's clickable or if you have to copy and paste it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, just to kind of reiterate what I said at the beginning, there may be a delay in getting episodes out, just unforeseen circumstances, and it kind of impedes my uh, recording schedule, which is already like super loose and that, and I don't know if I'm going to keep the discord going. If no one joins, I don't see the point in having something that I'm not using, but one for a, a, uh, a good time. Well, semi good time on the next podcast. Um, one of my favorite episodes, but it's got a bit of a downer in it. I wasn't a super huge fan of the season premiere. I did like the second episode more, even though it's got like a big downer in it. Yeah, I think I'm going to wrap this one up and jump into recording the next one while I still have a little bit of battery left. All right, so you can find the podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. You can email email me at epsoftv at gmail.com. You can join the Discord. Just find the link in the episode description, episode notes, whatever. Uh, click it or copy and paste it, whichever you have to do. And remember... I'll be covering the episodes Kill Wally and Wireless on the next episodes of Television.